Hello, and welcome to Making Christ Known, a podcast from Adairsville Baptist Church in Adairsville, Georgia. This podcast features Senior Pastor Eric Sorrell and his sermons designed to make Christ known in Adairsville and beyond. For more information about Adairsville Baptist Church, visit us on Facebook or online at adairsvillebaptistchurch.org. In this episode, Pastor Eric preaches from Matthew 15 about the faith of the Canaanite woman. Jesus honors persistent faith. Do we seek Christ diligently, no matter what obstacles stand in our way? His love towards us is persistent, and our faith toward Him should be also. Times of difficulty may prove us weak in our persistence. However, let us use trials to push forward in our faith, following Christ with steadfastness. And now, here's Pastor Eric. Matthew 15 is where we're going to be today. Since it's Valentine's Day, I thought about 1 Corinthians 13, the great love chapter. You remember it says this, love is patient and kind. Love doesn't envy or boast. It's not arrogant or rude. It doesn't insist on its own way. It's not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. And then listen to this verse. 1 Corinthians 13, 7 says, Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. One translation says that love always perseveres. So I want us to see this in the woman in Matthew 15. She's also a great example of Jesus' words in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 7, 7, when He says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you'll find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. And you may know that in the Greek text, it's continuous. Ask and keep on asking. Seek and keep on seeking. Knock and keep on knocking. The one who asks receives, Jesus says. The one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, it will be opened. This morning I want us to look at this Canaanite woman. And I want us to learn once again this message. To not give up. To not lose heart. Don't take no for an answer. The key truth of this passage is this. It's that Jesus honors persistent faith. He honors persistent faith. I'm sitting today, it seems like the last couple of Sundays I about wore myself out yelling and being a little loud in movement. So you're saying, why is he sitting today? I just want to sit to maybe be calmer and slower for you and for me. Jesus honors persistent faith. As we look at the text, I want you to see three main points. I always see them when I read this passage. And point number one is this. I want you to see that there was personal faith. There was personal faith. Faith. Look at verse 21. And Jesus went away from there. From where? From the Pharisees and scribes, from them arguing about their religious rules and traditions, what makes a person clean and unclean, all the legalism, all the church stuff. He goes away. He goes to an unexpected area, an area perhaps of the sinners and outcasts. Maybe He wants to be alone. Maybe He wants to invest in the twelve. We don't know fully, but he withdraws and he goes to the district of Tyre and Sidon. Tyre and Sidon, (laughs) cursed places, uh, sinful places, places of judgment. 
The Bible says, And behold, a Canaanite woman from that region came out. She was crying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely oppressed by a demon. So we see this woman. We see that there's a personal faith that she has in Christ. She comes to Him and she recognizes that He is Jesus. He is Lord. He is Messiah. She uses a double messianic title for Him when she calls Him number one, Lord. And then number two, Son of David. Linking Jesus to King David in the Abrahamic covenant and the Davidic covenant that He would be the, the line of David, the Messiah, the anointed one. She's exercising personal faith. And she recognizes that Jesus has the power to heal. Do you wonder if she'd tried out other gods, other Canaanite religions, other medicinal remedies? Where'd she run to for help in the days before? For her daughter was demonized. One old preacher, J.C. Ryle, says it's oftentimes it's the hardship and the affliction that leads us to grow in faith, or where it actually leads us to faith in Christ. And she goes to Jesus. Have you? Do you have personal faith in Jesus? The daughter perhaps hadn't had personal faith and she couldn't ride on her mom's coattails and you can't ride on your mom's coattails or your grandmother's coattails either. You have to have your own faith in Jesus. And this unnamed mother had it. A personal faith. Lord, Son of David, You're powerful. But she prays a prayer that still works today. Have mercy on me. So many would pray that prayer, have mercy on me, a sinner. Have mercy on me. Have you prayed that? Lord, have mercy on our nation, on our world. Have mercy on me. There's personal faith there. But secondly, we see that there's persistent faith. First, you have to have personal faith, but it's then that Jesus works in us persistent faith, and this is what we so desperately need in 2021. That we endure all things, that we persevere. Seven times she could have given up. There were seven walls that she was up against. You find wall number one in verse 22 when we learn that she was a woman. Women didn't approach men in that culture. That would have been a wall that she would have had to overcome. She could have easily said, I'm a woman, he's a man. His followers are men. Why go? Why bother? Number two, we learn in verse 22, she was a Gentile. Mark calls her a Greek, a Syrophoenician woman. She's Greek, she's Gentile. Well, you know that Jews and Gentiles didn't quite get along, did they? Gentile women certainly didn't approach Jewish men, yet she does. She's bold, she's courageous. Matthew tells us that she's a Canaanite woman. A Canaanite. In Numbers 13, we learn that Jews, Israelites didn't really get along with Canaanites. They looked at them as cursed people, sinners. Before she even goes, she has three things against her. A woman, a Gentile, and a Canaanite. Why in the world would these men give her any attention? Why would they pay attention to her? She's overcoming seven walls, three strikes against her before she goes, yet she perseveres. She believes all things. She hopes all things. She trusts all things. She's going to endure all things. So you've seen the first three. Let me show you the fourth wall. It's found in verse 23. After all that we read, verse 23 says, but Jesus did not answer her a word. The fourth wall is no word. Jesus is silent. Do you ever feel like God's silent? Lord, I pray and pray and pray and I've even got the boldness to come and I've took this step and this step and this step and then when I finally get to you, Jesus, 
where are you? Why aren't you giving me any attention? In our day, it would have been, oh, you sexist pig, you want no word. You're oppressing me yet again, but Jesus doesn't answer her a word. Silence. Your, your prayers bounce off the ceiling. What do you do when you feel that way? When you don't hear the word that you want to hear? No word. I mean, is He reluctant? Do you think that Jesus is reluctant to heal? Like He doesn't want to? Or is Jesus after something more? The fifth wall is found in verse 23. He didn't answer her word. And His disciples came and begged Him saying, Send her away. She's crying out after us. That wall is this. Jesus' own friends and followers, the guys in the group speak up when Jesus won't, and they say, get rid of her. She's a nuisance. She's a bother. Lord, would you just heal so we can stop listening to that guy's prayer request or that person's prayer request? Could you just heal so we can stop having to deal with this issue? We would be annoyed like the twelve. You ever get that way? That's, sometimes that's me. It's not love. Annoyed. Get rid of her. Not moved with compassion, but moved with just annoyance. At this point, if I'm the woman, I go. Jesus is silent. His followers don't want me here. With all my background and all my baggage, why would they listen and help? Yet she persists. She perseveres. She endures. She overcomes. And then she finds number six, Jesus' first words. That's the sixth wall. So what was there? There was personal faith. But there was persistent faith. How many times? Well, she was a woman, she's a Gentile, she's a Canaanite, silence, no word from Jesus, the disciples' word. And now Jesus speaks, and listen to His first words. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. I'm sent to the house of Israel, I'm sent to Jews. To the Jew first and then the Gentile, and that was true. Jesus is a Jew, He's a Jewish Messiah, He came to the Jews first. Now we know the Father's plan was for all the world, but this is still unfolding. And He says, woman, you're not the sheep of Israel, that's who I'm sent to. Strong words. He would have been accused of you know, not showing equality at this point. Lord, what are you doing? At this point, maybe she just goes. He doesn't want me here. He's even made it clear. Would you have continued? Would you have persisted? Would I? Nowadays, we throw in the towel and we give up so easily. I do. Maybe this was just for me. But she endures. The seventh and final wall is Jesus' second words. Verse 25 tells us about her heart. The Bible says she came and knelt before Him. She knelt. She bowed. King James Version says she worshipped. It's a Greek word that I've told you before. It's one of my favorite Greek words because it's that Greek word proskuneo. It means to kiss the feet of. It's a posture that literally means this. Face down. That's worship. Maybe not so much this all the time. Sometimes it's the face down. Sometimes it's the heart. It's communicating her heart. She worshipped. A posture of reverence. A posture of humility. And she bows. And this is her prayer. Lord, help me. Sometimes that's all you can get out. You know, in the hospital room or at the grave. Like you don't know how to pray. Lord, help me. That's just all I know is just to worship and to pray. What great faith, what personal faith, what persistent faith. And Jesus' words next must have been the final wall. Jesus answered, it's not right, it's not proper or fitting to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. Jews had a name for Gentiles. It's derogatory. 
Dogs. Call them dogs, you street dog. But Jesus here paints the picture of the Father's house and a table. And yes, there are children under the Father's roof, but there are also household pets. Some of you have pets that you treat them pretty well. They're under your house. They're under the Master's house. You see, she's not a street dog like some in Nicaragua and others. She's a house pet. And she says, all I want is a crumb that Israel loses out of their carelessness. If they don't want that peace, I'll take whatever you have to give, Lord. Just give me the crumb. Just give me the peace. That's persistent faith. That's humble faith, isn't it? Do you have that kind of faith? I have to say, the church in America, I don't know that we would live this. One, we'd make excuses of why we can't go. I can't go. No, we can't go. He'd never love me, never accept me, woman, Gentile, Canaanite, no. And then if we went and Jesus was silent, I didn't get what I wanted. I went to church one time and I gave and I prayed and Jesus didn't do anything. I'm out of here. Or it, got, it gets a little tough. We start to face some conflict of others. No, man, nobody wants me here. I'm out. I'm out. Jesus makes it hard. He's trying to build our faith and we go, no, no, no. Uh-uh. If I can't have the bread and sit at the table, and uh-uh, I'm, I'm out of here. And Jesus says, I just want you to be humble and say, I'll trust. I'll ask and keep on asking. Seek and keep on seeking. Knock and keep on knocking. I believe all things, endure all things, always persevere, always trust, always hope. And she does. Listen to her words of faith in verse 27. She said, yes, Lord, but even those dogs, even those pets, eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Persistent faith. What do you do when a loved one dies? What do you do when you lose your job? What do you do when the child strays from the faith? What do you do when you're going through emotional stress? What do you do when your family member's been in the hospital with COVID for uh, over a month? What do you do? We all have times when the Lord wants us to show persistent faith. There's personal faith. The greatest need of the hour is steadfast faith. Because God loves us with a steadfast love, we're to remain steadfast and persevering and persisting and saying, Lord, I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to take no for an answer. I'm not going to throw in the towel. I'm not going to walk away. So many are. I want you to see that Jesus honors persistent faith because there was rewarded faith. Now what did this woman have? She had four things. She had compassion, number one, for her daughter. Number two, she had worship, that heart of worship, Lord Jesus, Son of David, and I'll kneel, and I'll take whatever you give. Number three, she had humility. I, I'm not, I don't need equality with anybody. I'll approach you in humbleness. And Number four, she had faith. Oh, she had faith. There was rewarded faith. What does this story tell us? It tells us this. Jesus loves determination. Is He seeing the determination of the saints? I thought about calling you know, our missionary friends in Mexico and Zambia and Nicaragua and Guatemala yesterday and asking them, are the saints persevering? Are they persistent? Are they giving up? Are they throwing in the towel? Are we as a church in Adairsville? Jesus loves determination and He rewards this, this woman. There's rewarded faith. Look at the last verse, verse 28. Jesus answered her, O woman. The O is there to show emotion. That Jesus was moved in His heart by this woman's faith. Oh, wow, woman! Great is your faith. The Greek word mega, mega faith. You have great faith. I haven't even seen that faith in Israel. I haven't even seen that faith in my disciples. I haven't even seen that faith, but you unnamed 
woman, Gentile, Canaanite, who's persevered all these times, you passed the test. You were persistent. You endured. And you will be rewarded. Be it done for you as you desire. And her daughter was healed instantly. i got to believe that Jesus will still honor persistent faith. And all those true saints that persevere till the end, you will hear one day, Oh son, oh daughter, oh child, well done. Great is your faith. Great is your reward. Come enter into the Master's rest. You're healed. No more sickness. No more death. No more dying. But will we press on? You see, the passage shows me that Christians should never give up. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. It's better than an ESPN commercial. It's the Word of God, right? Better than Jimmy V. We overcome. That's what we do. We overcome discouragement. We overcome barriers. We overcome obstacles. We overcome walls. And so this ancient text that we can always go back to reminds us every day we have to have that personal faith of every day waking up and getting on our knees and kissing the feet of Jesus and saying, Today, you're Lord. Today, you're the Son of David. And whatever you choose to give, be it a loaf or a crumb, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to worship you. I'm going to show compassion to others and humility. I wonder what the twelve learned about this. The Bible says that Jesus went on from there. He walked beside the Sea of Galilee, went up and down the mountain. He sat down there. And the crowds were bringing to Him the lame, the blind, the crippled, the mute, many others. And they put them at His feet. And He healed them. And they glorified the God of Israel. Number one, make sure today that you have a personal faith. Yours. Make sure, number two, that you have a persistent faith. And if you do, you'll be rewarded. So don't give up. That's just the, the message. Eric, don't give up. Church member, don't give up. Don't lose heart. Keep on praying. Knock and find. Keep on witnessing. You say, well, I, I've never been trained. I've never been to Bible college. Uh, what, if they, what if I don't know the words? What if they don't answer the door? You can make like seven walls and excuses too. No, no, no. Keep on. This woman, keep on witnessing. Keep on praying. Keep on sharing with that family member or that friend. Keep on giving and believing. Keep on reading the Bible. Well, I don't understand it. I tried that. I did that. There are always excuses to be made. But she didn't make them. She could have. Keep on keeping on. Will we in 2021? But Lord, but, 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 you never really see that with her except hers is a, yeah, but even the dogs eat the crumbs. I just want to be at the master's table. You place me wherever you want, Lord. Today in this passage, I want you to see Jesus loving you. He loves you like He loved this woman. See Him love you the Last Supper. See Him love you with His blood for you. See Him love you with the nails. and See Him love you with the cross. See Him love you with His death. See Him love you with His resurrection. He loves you today. See Jesus growing you. It's what He was doing for this woman. It's what He's doing for us or what He wants to do with the church in America and around the world at this time. Will you keep on asking for healing? Will you keep on trusting? Will you persevere through hardship and persecution and whatever comes? See Jesus growing your faith so He can say one day, ah, I've moved you to great faith.
and see Jesus bless you? Because He will. We know that He'll bless His children. So what a great picture of even a a mother's love, a mother's faith, a persistent faith. So many others could show it, but here's this unnamed woman. I think one day in the kingdom, if the last will be first and the first will be last, she might sit closest to Jesus. We might know her name then. We will. And she did the love chapter so beautifully. Love is patient. Long-suffering, right? Love is kind. Love doesn't envy or boast. It's not arrogant or rude. It doesn't insist on its own way. It's not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things. And she did. And we must. Love believes all things, and that's faith. And we must have it. Love hopes all things. Love endures all things. Let's pause and pray for endurance. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Making Christ Known. We invite you to join us again next time for another sermon from Adairsville Baptist Church. For more information, visit us on Facebook or online at adairsvillebaptistchurch.org. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to connecting with you again soon.